Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Hi everyone, we are at the Toronto Dumpty Dum Meetup and I'm Sue Yen. I'm Dave. Mary. Ashok. Victoria. Royfield. And now we're all going to sing. Almost as good as ours. This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the classy family gathering that is Robert Wilson, and with me I have the pool room punch-up that is... Uh, Lucy Freeman. (laughs) And the last part of the Hebden Lloyd EastEnders tribute act, folks, is you. This week's Dumpty Dum comes from... Well, all that lot in Toronto, including Royfield. Lucy, if someone wants to send us a Dumpty Dum, how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or force your parents to sell a house and then be horrified that you won't be able to carry on living with them, call us on 0203031105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and to Derek in the back bedroom... Uh, Derek is appalled to hear about Freddie Pargita. He's very anti-drugs himself. Jazza gave him some Viagra once that he told him was for migraines. Mm-hmm. Said they didn't work very well in his migraine, but Auntie Cardwell was pleased that it gave her somewhere to hang her tea towels. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And if you could turn around, you could stick another one there, I imagine. This week, we hear from Vicky, Andrew, Dusty, Maeve, Abby, and Auntie Jean. But first, before the caller in is, let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. Well, as they used to say in Sesame Street, this week in Ambridge was brought to you by the letter E. Oh, <laughs> she's back, whoever she is. Apparently she's a solicitor. She's going to rescue Freddy, who is in clink. There was quite a lot I didn't understand this week. Was Freddie offering Toby ecstasy to get over feeling tired? How on earth was dancing for six hours, chugging a paddling pool full of water and then wearing a stupid vest going to help him stop feeling tired? His best hope is to tell the truth, Sadusha. Oh, no problem there then, as we listen to Freddie lying his ass off. I'm not a drug dealer, I'm just a man who deals drugs. Mummy, help me! <laughs> 
The village reacted to Freddy the Pratt Pardita's arrest in its unique fashion. Fallon seemed to take huge delight in Freddy's incarceration, but it wasn't quite so amusing, but it was her own father that was nicked, as I recall. <laughs> then the enormity of the situation hit her. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean, this has huge ramifications, Harassment. Who's going to play Come On Eileen at my wedding? Kate, who has smoked or snorted everything in her long and industrious career of hedonism, including toilet duck and gravy granules, had a massive attack of the hypocrisies and went steaming round to Noah Loxley, threatening to tell everyone that she'd actually found someone who was more irresponsible than her. Proud mother Elizabeth, meanwhile, was still visiting Freddie, who had been exiled to Auntie Shuler's, the archer's equivalent of Riker's Island, but with more horses. She took him some brownies from the orangery, or some oranges from the brownery. Anyway, <laughs> the main thing is that Freddie has a plan now. It's to go back in time and fix everything. Good. Now he just <laughs> needs to find an old academic with crazy hair and an old car who mutters to himself, paging Jimus. More immediate <laughs> concerns, however, include the fact that Lower Loxley has now lost its license. This will indeed mean disaster, as anyone visiting Lower Loxley needs to be ripped to the tits to cope with the tremendous boredom of the treetop walk. It's all part of the Lower Loxley experience. Climb the ladder and learn how to look down on people like the Pardutas have been doing for centuries. <laughs> Kenton was very concerned for his sister, Shula. No, he's not. Kenton was very concerned for his sister. She's going to have to go down on her knees in front of the licensing committee, apparently, he said. Really, Kenton? Is that how you kept your license or do you send Julian? <laughs> And what of the rest of the village, aside from the den of iniquity with tea room and disabled access that is Lower Loxley? Well, Adam was doing his cross voice. Oh, honestly, Mum, it's so annoying. Lexi's uterus is going to Bulgaria, he said. Lexi was understanding of his concerns. I will see if I can get my uterus a ticket back by itself, but it is being fussy about wanting an upgrade. As the House of Aldridge and the House of Pargeta implode simultaneously, Susan very nearly wet herself with excitement all over her tabard. <laughs> and when Jenny Darling gave her permission to tell everyone the baronial hall was on right move, she nearly passed out. Although I suspect she'd have enjoyed it much more if Jenny Darling had said, under no circumstances, tell anyone. It may have got about a tad faster. Anyway, as I predicted, can I just say, Jenny Darling leafed through property brochures of the Trumpton housing estate that Justin's building while she waited for Susan to go away and the photographer to arrive. Oh, doesn't Home Farm look lovely, said Susan. Much less like the shit heap it does normally. Well done, you. <laughs> it came as an enormous shock to Kate, as everything seems to, that she won't be able to carry on living at Home Farm. But what about me, she said. Kate has probably got a tattoo of Chinese symbols around her upper arm that translates as, but what about me? <laughs> she went wheedling around to Roy and said, Roy? Now your girlfriend's uterus has left, maybe I could live with you and give you some tofu massages. Nonsense, said Roy briskly. Being homeless will be the making of you, Kate. I've got a sleeping bag you can have. Actually, it's the one I used at Loxfest with Elizabeth. We might need to give it a sponging. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the ball, Jolene and Jazza were talking about Fallon's Hindu, and then someone went really close to the microphone and muttered, Twiglets. I'm sure they did. Someone else <laughs> tell me they heard it too, otherwise I'm going to book myself in to see a specialist. Shula has had a post-split-up haircut. She looks like Scarlett Johansson, according to Kenton. Either that or Bobby Robson, I can't remember which. Robin Fairbrother, the Terry Thomas of Ambridge, spied Shula's new haircut, adjusted his bow ties, screwed his monocle in and sped across the bar. Hello, I have always liked Bobby Robson, he said. Let me guide you through the trauma of being a single lady once more. 
Shula and her hair were at the ball celebrating her 60th birthday. Well, happy birthday to me. I'm currently sharing a home with my nephew who's been nicked for holding more ease than someone with a really bad hand at Scrabble. My husband is currently in the lavatory betting 20s with Jazza on whether or not one of them can waz out of the window and through Neil's sunroof. My niece is about to be busted for withholding evidence and for shagging a deputy headmaster who wears Marks and Spencer's casual club polo shirts that his wife buys him. My business is about to be destroyed because my vengeful ex-husband is now going to punish me for all the wrongs of womankind. But the good thing is that now, finally, my mother is on my side. It was all oh worth it. You see, mummy, it wasn't me. I am a good girl. Happy bloody birthday to me. The end. <laughs> Absolutely marvellous. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. What's your take on this week? Because... You know, I'm, there's an awful lot of hypocritical swines around regarding Freddie and his um, drug taking. Yeah, there was Fallon was glorying in it, and yeah. and as I said in the monologue, I mean it was a joke, but seriously, she was really, really outraged when mm. Fallon busted her when uh, harassment busted her dad. Yeah. Um, Kate, I'm going to be. You know, Kate. I think one of our callers says it later on. Kate has, Kate evangelised about drugs. She put, um, she put weed in a stew, a goulash stew thing that she made for Brian and um, Jenny once when she had that really? wonderful boyfriend who was called something like Stoat. I can't remember what he was called. Um, Stoat. Something like that. And, um, or Swampy or something. And, um, yeah. you know, it, it's such, so hypocritical. All these, it's, it's just a typical middle-class reaction to drugs, isn't it? Oh, no, I do, but the, one, the way I do it, it's like drinking. Isn't it awful? These cheap, these cheap stores that sell, you know, um, lager for 75p a can or whatever. But they're probably drinking just as much. They're just paying more for it. You know, it's sort of this absolute rank hypocrisy of the middle classes about sort of, um, you know, substance abuse and, you know, and selling. I mean, when, when they all buy their Coke... Where the hell do they think that's coming from? The Coke fairies. It's not organic. It's not free range. <laughs> I, I'd just like to point out that in no way do we at Dumpty Dum support illegal drugs use. No. No, I genuinely, I genuinely don't. But, and I can't, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not going to What do you mean that. you genuinely <laughs> don't? <laughs> yes, I'm sure you don't as well. But, um, you know, no, it makes me absolutely furious that these, you know, just the, the, the the, the rank hypocrisy of it all. And yes, uh, Ambridge was utterly awash with it this week. Um, I do think we need to, I think we need to explain something to our overseas listeners um, okay. before we embark upon this week. Now, you all know the character of Robin Fairbrother, probably, as Giles from Buffy. Yep. But one of the reasons why we find it so funny that he is now doing this Mr. Smoothie wine merchant is because he came to prominence on a, ad, on a series of adverts for a really, really nasty instant coffee called Nescafe Gold Blend. And it was like a little mini series of adverts. And it was one of the, it was in the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was will they or won't they? Yeah, it was one of the first um, adverts that did a kind of a, a like a mini. Uh, I mean, of recent times, I know all, all adverts used to be soap operas, which is where we get the name from. But um, uh, they, it was the first one to do a kind of um, <coughs> a genuine, a sort of a plot 
uh, in this series of adverts about this. It was a woman who'd moved in upstairs and then he came upstairs to see her and said, I bought you. I bought you something to help you settle in or something. And he was so sleazy and she was so awful. And it was like this, the first advert that kind of made, you know, like Netflix and chill means have sex. Um, it, it made the word coffee mean have sex. Would you like to come in for coffee? Which made Come up for sex. coffee. Come up for coffee. Yeah. So, um, and it, they were the cheesy, and he was sort of wearing polyester slacks and something beige. And the, um, this was like the first uh, sort of, supposedly stylish advert for this god-awful coffee um and we just we as as smirky english people just find it absolutely hysterical that this man is now <laughs> the vampire slayer and he's now supposed to be some sort of older man sex god on the archers <laughs> i bet you if i can find one of the adverts i'm going to post them so you can see what we're talking oh, about too. <laughs> they'll be all over all over youtube <laughs> i can't remember did they get together eventually or did um did he put a plastic bag over her head and strangle her? I can't remember which. fred west drinks gold blood it was um <laughs> it was sharon thing wasn't it sharon thing you unwrapping boiled sweets oh sorry can you hear that yes you are aren't you <laughs> no i I'm being. I'm, I've got. Oh, I've got garden peas. I'm shelling peas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, doing my bit for home farm. Adam is desperate nice. for that's people very, to pick his soft fruit. You carry on shelling your peas. Effectively, I'm, 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 I'm going to get a directional dynamic mic now. This, this this big diaphragm thing is not working for me. You can pick everything up in the back. Right, I'm going to stop that now. I oh, can only apologise. I like it. I might open the. If, um, I'm listeners. I am in a cottage in Devon, but it's a barn. A converted barn. It's horrendously echoey, so I sound like I'm yeah. the well. I'm aware of that. Royford will tell me off for that and say, yeah, you've got to sit there with a duvet over your head or something. I was going to say, make a little castle out of the sofa cushions. No, I won't. It's ridiculous. I'm not making right. dens. I'm too old. Um, and oh. uh, so I might open the doors in a minute, because if you're going to shell peas, I shall compete with the cows mooing outside because they're being taken down to the parlour. Are they? Mm. Are, you, are you way in the middle of nowhere? Absolutely. I'm on the border of Devon and Cornwall. Okay. The only oh, way I can oh, get the wi Near Bude? Near Bude? I don't think so. The Tamar right. Valley, I am. Oh, the bottom bit. Okay. Yes. Um, the south. I believe it's called the south. Is it? Okay. The, um, <laughs> the, the only way I can get the Wi-Fi to work, as I just explained to Robert at Great and Boring, then, is to I, I've even turned the lights off. I'm so, <laughs> so, <laughs> because it's, it works fine for about half an hour. And then just goes kaput. But the trouble is, it, when it goes kaput, I can't even ring you, Robert, to tell you what's happening because oh. the whole thing goes. The only way I can get any signal is through the Wi-Fi, which stop. it doesn't work every morning. And every time it rains, it goes off as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I used to have that trouble here, but um, it's all fine now. Ah. Now they've redone the gas main You're at the front. To eat the You're supposed to be shelling them to cook later, not eat them now. Oh, no, I eat them raw. Do you? Yeah, when I was a little boy, that was the only thing that my parents could get me to eat that was a vegetable. Raw peas? Um, raw peas, yes. Oh. But then yeah, on her deathbed, my mother admitted that she, for 10 years, was secretly mashing carrots into the gravy. And I haven't given this in. Are they not a bit hard on the digestive system, raw peas? I've got a cast iron stomach. Have you? Oh, I'm now, I'm talking with my mouth full. I've got to stop this. This is, I can only apologise for a second time. So, Robin, is Robin going to, um, you know, get it together with uh, 
Shula, do you think? Oh, no. No, 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 no. He came close, so to speak, didn't he? Yeah. Well, oh, and sorry, sorry, I'm interrupting you again. Uh, I need to apologise to everybody. Yes, everybody is quite right who corrected me. I'm a complete idiot. It wasn't Robin that got her up the duff. That was Cameron... Uh, I always want to say Cameron, Cameron Macintosh. That was Cameron, Cameron Fraser. Fraser, not the producer of Les Miserables. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, it was... Uh, Robin, who uh, told her that he was, uh, he, he basically spun her exactly the same line that um, Russ the Truss is um, spinning uh, Lily. Oh, we might as well be not married. It's not, it's a sham marriage. With, no, we don't sleep together, blah, 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 blah. And then his wife got up the duff. So, um, and then uh, Lizzie went round to see him and, um, and chucked a glass of wine in his face at Nelson's wine bar. Um, that pregnancy was that pregnancy the two boys Rex and Toby uh, yes I think so yes it must have been and um, so I think that what is going to happen is that when Lizzie finds out about trust she is going to have exact she's going to tell Lily what happened with her and Robin Fairbrother Uh, exactly the same thing happened to me this is why you're not stupid it can happen to anybody that makes perfect that makes perfect sense, actually. Okay, okay. That's what I think. Sorry, I'm, and I'm on a roll I'm because Jenny Darling is actually thinking about moving into one of um, um, one of Justin's toy town houses, isn't she? Yeah, but it's not going to happen, is no. it? No, because they're going to no. convert Home Farm into flats. Bits of it. Oh, what with a little little flat for poor old Kate? Yeah. <laughs> what about me? Yeah. <laughs> it was quite funny <laughs> but, he's, but she she keeps doing this it's like with the well I'll just take all my money away then the children have been watching Blackadder while we're here and she does not remind me of Queen, Queenie Queenie yeah Blackadder <laughs> did you bring me a pretty? um uh yes so uh, um I what made me laugh was when she said before about um i'll just take all my money out then and set up somewhere else and then brian said you can't but you can't can't. and she sort of said no but that's not fair (laughs) but it's in the contract did you read the contracts kate no But it's not fair i i don't i i think that now that um, Kate has realised that the house uh, is possibly going to be sold, mm. she'll try and convince them not to sell it, and she'll um, agree to having the original land parcels sold off, yeah. and they'll go back to plan A, surely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then we still have this um, the rumour that uh, the guy that plays Brian, uh, Mr... Gosh, no. Thank you very much. I, I cannot keep uh, names in my uh, my head at the moment. And uh, and his wife, who plays Shula, Mrs. Charles Collingwood. See, I remember that name. Um, oh God, that's so sexist. I hate it when people do that. Um, they're supposed to be retiring, aren't they? This is what we've heard on the rumour mill, in the rumour mill, on, in, at, under. Um, so if if they go, you've got to have some way of of of, of explaining that, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's there's not going to be a Brian heart attack situation, surely. We don't want Brian to die. We want him to. If 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 Charles leaves, we want there to be an annual reappearance 
a la Debbie, don't we? Yes. To just pop back from time to time. I can't imagine uh, Brian make... on Skype, though. It'll just be a black screen and Brian shouting, hello, 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 <laughs> hello. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> then you can hear a bottle going in the background as he opens it. Jenny, but they... Jenny, come and look at this thing. It's not working. Oh, forget it, Poggy. They can't move into a three-bedroom detached. I know. Deta- I presume it's detached, but they wouldn't make a three-bedroom detached. Usually there'd be four, wouldn't they? There'd be, uh, there'd be yeah. two, two, big, two big ones, a medium, and then a little one yes. that is far too small to fit a bed in, yes. but you can just about squeeze an MFI. Sideways, yes. Yeah, but that doesn't work. Well, MFI doesn't lying on the floor with the bed on top of you. I, do, I think <laughs> um, I did love the way that Susan trying to be she was genuinely trying to be nice, but she actually came across as much more offensive than it if she'd actually tried to be offensive. Bless her. Yeah. You can't do right for doing wrong. Oh, now, that also reminds me. My God, we've got to play the call soon. Otherwise, it'll just be me going, oh, yes, and another thing. Um, uh, on the 11th of October, we are doing a show in Birmingham. Um, not Alabama, normal Birmingham in England. Um, at three o'clock, uh, and it was listed. It's me and Roy, and it was listed as having um, uh, lovely Kerry, Uncle God, would yeah. be there, yeah. uh, pointing his finger out at the huge thundery cloud. And we uh, were going to have Annabelle Dowler, yeah. who plays Kirsty, but she has buggered up her diary, so now we don't have her. Oh. But we have uh, Charlotte Martin, who plays Susan Carter. Hooray! Oh, marvellous. Yes. Yay! Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's very exciting. Anything else? Will you be doing novelty acts, spinning plates on long sticks, that kind of thing? Of course, of course. Excellent. I will be doing a monologue, and then the rest of it will be chatty chat. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, how, how many... How big is Birmingham City Hall? It sounds like it's, it's, it's quite a big, big place. Town Hall. I keep calling it City Hall. It's Town Hall. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think it seats 400. Ooh, and where can people buy tickets? Um, I think th- from, the, from the Birmingham Town Hall website. And also we've okay. retweeted it lots. So you can click on the link that we've tweeted. Brilliant. Okay, three o'clock. Ten quid. Ten quid. Bargain. Bargain. Exactly. Worth ten pounds of anyone's money. Right. Uh, we should go to the <laughs> corner in now, shouldn't we? Thirty quid to get out. Yes. All right. <laughs> it's like calling. visiting Wales, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I can only apologise for a third time. Um, <laughs> guess what I remembered to do this time? Did you do the ah? Hey, you know, hey. I'm not as thick as I seem. Hello, Ambridge3962. Although I think my rendition last week, well, you know, it passed muster at the very least. Yeah, I couldn't remember the number. You know, who remembers numbers these days? Come on. Have you not heard of mobiles? Here's Vicky Cole. Hi, Lucy Royfield and everybody. This is Vicky Cole. Um, first of all, I would like to send very good wishes to Cosmo and wish you a speedy recovery. Cosmo, it must be horrible having to deal with something so nasty when you're away. So please do get well soon. Cosmo is one of the few Dumpty Dummers I have actually met. Um, we had a little London meetup a couple of years ago and he was there. Um, but I am hoping to be back in the UK in October. So maybe I can get to the Birmingham event. That would be such fun. I hope so. 
So um, Elizabeth and Robin was before my time, um, but my understanding was that it, he, it wasn't him who left Elizabeth pregnant and alone at a service station, was it? That was Cameron Fraser, I think. Yep. That was just before I started listening. Um, <laughs> is it right that Robin was married and went back to his wife? Um, I've been really worried about Elizabeth all week. I mean, it's awful for her what's happening. You know, the, the, the bombshell of Freddie and the arrest and then losing the licence and all week I've been very worried about what's going to happen when she finds out that Lily knew all along, um, which of course happened on Friday. And then she's still got to find out about Russ. Um, and I think it may be enough to drive her into the arms of the velvet-voiced Robin. Poor Elizabeth, I do feel for her. And I don't think it really it's down to her parenting skills. I think she was just put in that situation, losing Nigel. I think she's done her best. So I do feel very, very sorry for her. I can't see it ending well at all. It, it's all very gloomy at the moment, isn't it, with that and with Alistair and Shula. Um, but I hope they do the wedding nicely. I hope it doesn't become sort of ridiculous farce. Um, but we shall see. Anyway, lots of love to everyone. Bye. Well, I hope there's a gas explosion at the wedding. <laughs> um, Why? I don't know. I just blurted that out. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, weddings are... It, if, you know, I've run a lot of weddings in my time and, and not as a vicar, not in a, a New York Nigel kind of a way, but a, as in a, a, a Lizzie kind of way. And if I were to phone or, or the team I work with were to phone up a, a bridezilla yeah. and say, oh, sorry, yeah. um, you're going to have to provide your own yeah. wine at a third of the cost. Yeah. They go, yay, we can bring <laughs> our own wine. Yeah. Lambrini all round. Um, <laughs> And uh, you still might charge them a little bit of corkage, but in that situation, you'd be too ashamed to charge them corkage. And there yeah. are plenty of there are plenty of um, establishments that that run weddings that that don't that 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 just allow people to bring their own stuff in and charge corkage. The the problem comes with the bar afterwards, but you can just get them to bring their own booze. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pain in the ass, but it can be done. They'll get the license back. Uh, Usually, license authorities, licensing authorities, are very reasonable, especially my local one. Hi, guys. Um, love you. Yeah, love you. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, bloody nightmare, though. Um, yeah, it, 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 as long as they can fulfil, uh, you know, in the next month or so, they're going to get it back. I mean, it, it would just be a catastrophe yeah. if not. And they're reasonable and. I didn't These know that happen. could happen, but I suppose the big difference is that it happened on their premises. It yeah. wasn't that so it's, it wasn't that it was her son; it's that it happened on her premises. Yeah, yeah. there are. God, is it my turn to be boring now? Oh yes, it is. Um, <laughs> there, there are four objectives. When was it my turn? <laughs> <laughs> there are four. What about me? <laughs> there are four. There are four objectives to the two thousand and three licensing act. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and one of them is, all over again. and one of them is uh is the about the prevention of of, of crime and and that is to do, uh, that essentially is preventing uh, the use of illegal drugs on your premises and you have to do your best to do that um seems like Lizzie was doing that and is doing that so it's a bit unfair i think but, but you know I mean, I think a 24-hour suspension would have been adequate, but I'm no, I'm no expert. And then, then you've got the protection of children. You've got uh, 
reduction of nuisance, i.e. noise, and uh, I can't remember the other one, and I'm a personal licensee. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> anyway, at least I knew the word for, so there. Uh, no, I do not, and I do not feel sorry for Lizzie because I have not forgiven her for what she did to Roy. He shagged her, and then she shafted him, mm. uh, and that was reprehensible. Mm. What? Wait, hey, how did she shaft him? She she gave him the push. Well, Roy. you don't have to keep going out with someone just because you had sex with them. No, she she. <laughs> She sacked him from... Oh, I see. Yes, 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 yes. I'd forgotten that bit. So she had a wicked... And if that were the other way around, mm. everyone would have been up in arms. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a, a male manager had uh, had sex with a, someone, yes, a, a woman. an employee shouldn't be standing outside his employer's window, drunk, throwing stones at it and crying. <laughs> Should they really? It's not ideal. That's how I usually do my appraisals. <laughs> but... <laughs> On that note, shall we go to... Um, uh, Andy or Andrew, I, I, I can't quite work out which he prefers. Maybe we'll find out in a moment. He's yes, I need to say something else because I've forgotten another thing. Oh, All right. Uh, um, also, the other person that's coming is Emerald O'Hanrahan, who's coming to oh, um, uh, who's at, at the, the uh, town hall show, and she plays um, Emma Grundy. So we have mother and daughter, and Uncle God Kerry. It's a family affair. What can we say? Oh, marvelous! Yeah. Okay, right. right here's Andy. Hi, Dumpty Dum. It's Andy from Denmark. Um, I called once before, about three years ago, and suggested my prediction was that Kirsty would have an affair with Rob. Clearly, that was absolute nonsense. <laughs> so I thought, you know what? I'm going to call them again with another bizarre prediction. Uh, this is actually my dad, Dennis, who has suggested this. And he has just written to me to say that Robin is going to buy uh, Lower Loxley because of all the troubles going on, uh, he will marry Elizabeth, and then he will then have an affair with Shula. Boom! <laughs> He's completely blown my mind. Wow. I hope that happens. Anyway, keep up the good work. I love the podcast. And I love him. He's marvellous. Call in again. Yes. We like you. Yes, we do. There was a little, uh, there was that smirky smile in his voice as he was uh, <laughs> delivering that. <laughs> I like that. But you know what, though? Hmm? You know, Robin could buy Home Farm. I, yes, but first I, I thought he said buy Home yeah, Farm. Yeah, yeah, so um, that's what I was thinking. Oh, yes, and then I thought Lower Loxley. Oh, yes, yeah. I don't think there's a way to sell Lower Loxley. That would be very difficult. She's too, she's too bound, it's too much Nigel. Well, also, uh, she couldn't afford to pay the uh, capital gains on it. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, Nor do I. But, yeah. Ooh, I've never yeah. But so you think, oh, so people are thinking that he's he's a long term because I thought he might be a bit of a um, a bit of a who was that woman who lived in a car? That one. I thought it was a bit of a Alison Steadman. Yeah, um, and not that Alison Steadman lives in a car. <laughs> <laughs> she looks immaculate. You'd never know. She just slithered out yeah. from behind the wall of We Live in Vauxhall Astra. Um, Wet wipes. <laughs> <laughs> Come in handy for lots of things. I mean, they I'm may cause a factor. I have to say, I think, <laughs> I think, um, I, I don't know whether he was going to be a sort of Anthony Head was going to be a one-hit wonder like like uh, Alwyn 
or whether he I couldn't see him sticking around for long but I, d- I hope he does because I do love that kind of hello <laughs> it's entirely ridiculous but I do like it although it's but really he's so horrible to Rex it's dreadful oh yes really mm. horrible I mean he even told well, Rex off for waking that baby up when the baby was crying before Rex even arrived they don't, they don't <laughs> cry in their sleep you know they have to be awake to be crying yeah one thing I one thing I noticed is it was either either Rex or Toby said, uh, "I hope my father's gone by the time that my mother shows up." Yes. And and then I'm thinking, who are they going I to know. get to play <laughs> the mother? Uh, Cameron Diaz. I don't, <laughs> could be anyone. Tell you who I want: Francis Barber, oh. the great, wonderful, smashing Francis Barber, who's brilliant on Twitter. She's she's a good friend of. Uh, Corey Caulfield, yeah. the uh, the radio four announcer, well on Twitter at least. Anyway, they have a they have a good natter together. Um, so m- maybe maybe she'll. I nearly went into a I nearly went into a Frankie Howard there. Oh, that oh, that would be the effective. Wouldn't that be marvelous? Oh. She would be great. Oh yes. Come on, Francis. Yeah. Is she a listener? Does she listen? I have absolutely no idea. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'll ask. No, no. <laughs> I can't offer the job. That, that would be going above and beyond my um, my authority. Your yeah. <laughs> With the power vested in me, I now I'm going to appoint random people that I like to parts in the arches. Thank you. <laughs> you are now Simone Fairbrother. <laughs> I believe that's her name. Okay. Well, thanks for that, Andy. Yes. Um, Ring in again. Shall we have Dusty now? Let's have Dusty. Miss Substances. Hello, it's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. Um, I just had a bit of a, a sort of archer's fest, really, coming back from holiday and listening to nine episodes back to back over the weekend. And then, of course, um, <laughs> now speaking on Monday evening, having heard things going seriously tits up at Lower Loxley. <laughs> um, well, you know, and it's all very jolly and I really did enjoy Freddie getting arrested, which was which was <laughs> wonderful, really. But I'm now beginning to wonder. Uh, we've we've got the series called The Archers. And I'm getting a nasty sort of premonition that we might be veering towards it being called the Fair Brothers. Uh, there must be a reason why Robin has turned up now at. Uh, Elizabeth's hour of need and he's he's got wine industry connections I just got a horrible feeling about this Uh, he's going to step into the breach Um, I remain unconvinced that home farm's going to get sold I'm not quite sure what the uh, what the actual course of events will be but I really don't think they're going to move out anyway it was lovely to come home to so much uh, excitement in terms of Freddie getting uh, his collar felt and I'm really looking forward to Lily getting dobbed in at some point as well that would be absolutely wonderful anyway great to speak to you all Uh, love to everyone and uh, bye for now I am enjoying the huge dollops of schadenfreude that are being served with this week's Dumpty Dum I it's love not the even way side Dusty order, does it? it as well because she always says, mm. "Now I really." She always sounds like she's going to say something like, "Now I did love the flour and produce show because it's always so important to have these community activities." And instead, she says, "I love the fact it's all gone ticks up at Lower Lockley." <laughs> 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 it's all in the delivery. Um, yes, 
Uh, I haven't heard this week because I've been a good girl, so I don't listen after Friday until the next lot because mm-hmm. I don't want to then accidentally say something that spoils it for people. But I am, re- I mean, she, she's Lily and Truss have got to be busted soon, haven't they? Yes, and, and it's going to happen. Um, it, it usually happens with with discovered text messages yeah. or WhatsApps yeah. or. But I mean. Uh, li- that kind of thing. Elizabeth's already sort of found out Lily's feet of clay, hasn't she? She, you know, because she she said that she mm. knew about the the dealing. Um, yeah. But then she, I don't, I genuinely don't. Th- as annoying as as um, as Lily is, I genuinely don't think Elizabeth has been fair to her. I think she has loaded responsibility onto her. And because yeah. Freddie, it, there is a thing. There is definitely. A difference, I would say, between the way some mothers treat boys and girls, and there's kind of this this situation. No, Freddie, what are we going to do about Freddie? Has been allowed to kind of just drift on, supported by Lily as well. Whereas if Lily behaved at all like Freddie ever does, there would be outrage. You know, they've they've sort of given him such a lot of slack just because he's a bit like Nigel. And poor Lily yeah. has had to sort of make up the shortfall and be extra perfect, which is why she's so completely gone off the rails now. Um, and I do think Elizabeth has been deeply unfair to her and hopefully will realise that. And I hope she doesn't... I mean, she does need her ass kicking for just being a wally. Um, but then she is only 18, you know, um, for, for this silly affair. But... Uh, I hope she doesn't say anything too damaging to Lily because she should think about the fact that A, she's only 18 and B, she has had to be the grown-up for such a long time. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. But this whole thing with Russ would would blow over anyway when she goes off to uni. Yeah. Sure. Well, no, because he said he was going to leave his wife and he was going to come and live uh, in whichever university she got a place in. Yeah, that's right. That's not no. going to happen. No, definitely not. Um, it'll all blow over, and I guess that the, the only reason they had Russ and, and this affair was uh, to tie it in with Robin Hood or the thing. I think is it? Oh, well, I think I thought it was just so that she would keep shtun mm. about the drug yeah. dealing. But he had something that no, that, no, that Freddie right. had. Otherwise, something. she'd have been straight on the blower, wouldn't she? Hmm. One thing I do like about this uh, this drugs story Hang on. Three children is, is are just the... trooping in across the very noisy oh, yes. floor. Troop, troop, troop. Are they bringing fudge They're with them fudge, from, from the local fudge maker? You, um, are you going to play Uno? Okay, but no internet at all, or the whole thing will fall over. Okay, you need to tell her, please, William. Nicely. You don't need to go down there and go, Mam, say, just do it nicely, okay? What are you rooting for in the fridge now? Yes. And shoes off when you go downstairs, please. Sorry, just a little slice of domestic bliss. Yes. Are we keeping that in or, or editing it out? Why not? There you are. That's bye bye. 
See that's, you later. That's really what happens with teenagers in kitchens. Yeah. Internet off, please. Okay. Thanking you. Right. And we're back in the room. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> you had in the car Shall we, last uh, week, didn't you? It all, it all goes on, you know. <laughs> Our glamour oh, of <laughs> <laughs> Shall we hear from yes. Maeve? Who's, in the big press. She's, she's on the docks. She's, she's hanging out on the docks at Ross Lair. Oh. I'm ringing in because I have been listening on and off for the last fortnight. Uh, Wi-Fi alone and uh, I'm just interested to see what other people think about the whole thing around the fall of the house of Archer and the fall of the house of Aldridge. Now clearly uh, the archers are on their arses at the moment which I'm quite happy about Um, and I just wondered when did it start, when did the rot set in? It wasn't just about um, Freddie's drug dealing or um, uh, hip twit Lily Water Chops um, being a trollop uh, just like her mother. Um, no, I think it goes deeper than that, but I'm not sure. So I'd be interested to hear what people think. Um, and also the interest, interested to see the relationship, how that pans out and survives between Shula and Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, they have been quite supportive of each other, I think. Am I right? Am I wrong in the past? But they're both having their own dramas now, so both pretty distracted. And it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And also, Jill, what will her role be in? Will she hoot herself off into a, <laughs> into, uh, a frenzy and disappear? Uh, or not um, David and Ruth um, you know will they just slink around and just kind of crack on or you know and where's Kenton and all of this so I'm, I'm just interested about how all of these relationships are panning out um, anywho uh, and I will ask for the house uh, the, the fall of the house of Aldridge um, you know I'm still not buying the fact that Jenny yeah Jenny was okay about selling mm. the house I don't think she is I think she's due on this and this will come back to bite Brian in the arse big time anyway ciao from Ross Lair shalom lat August um, see you soon Oh, and there she was gone. August. I think that's that's Irish for and. Yeah. Um, and Because <laughs> it's it's Scots Gaelic for uh, and as well. August. August. A G U S. That's a, almost about as much as I know about Gaelic. I do know um, Gaelic for toast Tilly. and cup of tea, which is tossed and cup of tea. Um, I think that. Everyone is firmly against the archers, full stop, and the Aldridge's, it would seem, Maeve. So, um, yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I think the rock set in, by the way, you asked this question, Maeve. I think the rock set in with Route B. I think because everybody oh. then had a wobble and thought, actually, what are we doing here? Why are we here? Blah, 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 blah. And it kind of, it shook the foundations a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Gosh. Because all of a sudden mm. they all thought, we don't have to be here. We have options. Yeah. And the only person who has had an option and didn't leave recently is Rex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Right. Let's hear from Abby. Hello, dumpty dummers around the world. It's Abby from Brighton here. I haven't phoned in for a long time, for which I'm very sorry. Um, but basically, it's because the I haven't been finding the archers very engaging for quite a long time. Um, I thought Nick's death was dealt with very badly, and all of the stuff about the sale of home farm and Pip's baby and Lex's non-baby has just, quite frankly, been ridiculous. But over the past couple of weeks, I've really started enjoying listening again. 
the main reason is the delicious Anthony Stewart head, who I just love. He's my childhood crush from Buffy, and I just think he is absolutely wonderful. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, I have loved, loved, loved Shula being unhappy, Elizabeth <laughs> being unhappy, Lily being a moron, everyone that I hate is suddenly really miserable, and it's really cheering me up. Um, but the main reason that I wanted to call is I just wanted to say how wonderfully I think the denouement has been done about Kate's realisation that actually she's going to have to move out. Kate's one of my favourite characters in The Archers. I just love her, um, even though I hate her. I just think she's so accurate, so well written, and it's just perfect. And I just thought her reaction and her way of trying to manipulate Roy and him not going for it was so spot on. And I just thought, yep, we're back to the old days and it made me really happy. Uh, so I just wanted to phone and say I haven't disappeared. I am here and hopefully this is the start of me getting really back into loving the archers again. I hope everyone's well. I've been enjoying Dumpty Dum in the meantime. Thank you for making me laugh and thank you for keeping me enjoying it, even if I haven't been enjoying the archers. Hopefully I'll speak to you all soon and cheery bye. What a marvellous call. Thank you, thank you very, very much. That you're coming back. That's great. Yes. Yes. This is, you are absolutely right, Robert, though. This is, this is Schadenfreude week on the Archers, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, how many times shall I twist the knife? And also, it's all the privileged people that are getting stuffed. That's what's quite good. If it was the Grundies, we'd all be upset. Yeah. Or Neil Carter yeah. or whatever. But um, it's, I've got another teenager now who is attempting to lift a box of cereal out of a drawer Without making a without noise. making a noise, it's impossible. It's like trying to eat a crisp without making a noise. <laughs> For some reason, also he's crouching. I don't know why. It's the radio, Casper. People can't see you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we'll put Auntie Jean on now, and then you can make as much noise as you like. You can't really, though. Hello, everyone. It's Auntie Jean here. I hope this isn't too late uh, to to be included in this week's episode. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to say. Thank you to everybody who signed my petition that I asked you to sign about a year ago uh, regarding uh, some treatment that my husband could have that the uh, government weren't allowing him to have. Well, I'm pleased to say that today he starts that Yay! treatment because it has now been allowed and we're hoping for great things from it. So I will keep you informed. So again, thank you all very much because without you all, we wouldn't have managed to do it. As to the archer as well, Freddie's going to prison without any shadow of a doubt. Hmm. Um, I don't know why Lizzie is blaming uh, Lily quite so much, except, of course, that I don't think she knows whether she's coming or going. That's fair enough, I suppose. Kate's a hypocrite. Wasn't she at Glastonbury doing drugs at one point or another in her life? I mean, honest to God, she she can't speak at all. She's so self-absorbed, that woman. It's unbelievable. And at <laughs> what point does she turn around and say, it's OK, I'll move spiritual home and you won't have to move so she can save her bedroom? <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um Toby uh, being the world's best father, I don't believe. You don't suddenly turn from a very selfish person into the best father in the world overnight, which he seems to have done. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, and what else was there? Oh, Jennifer, <coughs> Jennifer speaking back to Kate again, I'm afraid. Jennifer speaking to Kate about how she shouldn't really be at home and how she had to go and find herself somewhere else to live was just pure gold, really. And Kate's reaction, I mean, <laughs> honestly, 
so funny. Anyway, that's me, I suppose, for now. But I'll speak to you all again soon. And I hope you're all well. Oh, and love, big love to Cosmo. And hope his operation goes okay. Uh, and that's me finished just about, or Lucy will cut me off. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, by the way, oh, Cos quick Cosmo yeah. update. He's feeling much better. He's had the operation now. And uh, yes, he's just recuperating. And he was uh, well enough to congratulate Shambridge's on having listened to the right episode this week. <laughs> 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 she covered before. So thank you very much, Cosmo. And um, we are very glad that you are back. Uh, if not on your feet, then at least um, on your laptop. Yes. Did they have to airlift him off the cruise? Or... I don't know. I think you know he was taken. I had a brief. Yeah, I had a brief Twitter um, chat with him, just saying uh, get well soon, etc. Yeah. But um, I, I didn't. I didn't want to push for too many details. Yes. But um, gosh, it's it's a bit like a movie, isn't it? Being being taken ill on a cruise and being airlifted off or whatever. Horrible. Yeah, really scary. Mm. They're just wandering plague pits. Well, there you go. Cruises, aren't they? We don't get norovirus, and the bladder explodes. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. <laughs> I really don't. Well, I think we've come to the end of, um, of our Schadenfreude Fest, which, is, which were our caller inners. We'll uh, take a quick ad, and then we'll have the social media roundup, and no doubt there'll be more Schadenfreude there within. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to The Things That Made England. I'm Roy Phil Brown and with me I have... David Crowther of The History of England. It was the best of time. It was the worst of time. She was the people's princess. We shall fight on the beaches. Oh wait, man, these are the things that made England. We shall fight on the landing ground. These are the things that made I England. I have a body but of a weak and evil woman. These are the things that made England. And the King of England, too. These are the things that made England. Cry God for Harry! And these are the things that made England. England! And St. George! These are the things that made England.
It gives wind in Churchill's sails to say we can continue to fight on. Well, there cannot be many more famous events in English history than 1066. It hurts, <laughs> even now. Because 1066 is important. Yeah. But there's aspects of modern British culture which I think get overlooked. So I'm proposing that this week we do Scar. For me, the English flag has in the past certainly become associated with factionalism and, well, hideous racist and far-right views and it's turned into a thing of disunity and almost xenophobia. The idea of this show is to decide on what things that make England as she is, the country that, despite it all, we feel lucky to be part of. Every week, one of us, that's David and I, will pitch an idea to the other to be designated as one of the things that makes England distinctive. Go and join our shiny new Facebook site where once a month we will post a poll where, should you so desire, you can make your own very suggestions for applications to the I Made England Award. So, without more ado, let's do it. Hello, it's Yokel Bear here calling with the social media roundup for the week. And what a week it's been! It's been the busiest week we've had on Facebook for ages. Um, actually, probably forever. So many people commenting, so many po uh, people posting. Uh, and remember, you can go and look at visitor posts and comment on those on the Facebook page as well. But it's been a really, really busy week. Uh, so thank you for everyone that's posted and commented. Um, we started the week talking about, of course, the the disgrace of the heir of Lower Loxley. And I posted that I was quite surprised how calm and understanding Elizabeth was. Um, because if Freddie was my kid, I'd be chasing him round Ambridge with a broom. <laughs> um, Laura Jo Elzinger um, said... I'd handcuff him to me. Obviously, he can't be trusted on his own. Valerie Bayliss said, a very large broom. But wasn't that episode so satisfying? Yes, it was. It was a great episode. And it got better as the week went on as well. Um, Andrea Williams says, throw the book at me. He's 18. He's not a middle-aged suspect in a 70s police drama. Um, and we talked to, you know, there's another post later on which I mention, asked, kind of talking about you know harrison the police and everything um however jill robinson said i'm not a lawyer but if he gave the police information on the bigger players and fully cooperated wouldn't he be more likely to get a reduced sentence um yeah that's my understanding but i think this is all part of the plot isn't it is he going to give up ellis is he going to tell the truth or is he going to go down for it so it's been quite a week for freddie hasn't it um also we had a post about the law of unintended consequences which was about the license get lower loxley losing the license um caroline smith pointed out and i did wonder this as well uh, elizabeth didn't lose her license after the arrest at the music festival a few years back though another harrison arrest yeah i did wonder about that um um maybe it's because you know freddie's so close to the the owner um Janice Beston said, Lizzie will have to ban Freddie from ever coming home and convince the licensing authority she means it. Yeah, might be more trouble down the road. Um, also as well, we talked a little bit about Lily as well. Debbie McCall said, I think Lily is in for a difficult time over the next couple of weeks. Um, I think she may, she might fail her exams, have been distracted by the dreadful rust and as a bright girl has assumed she'll be okay. Um, yeah, I think certainly by the end of the week, Things are not 
right with Lily, and certainly her mum is not impressed. Though, again, she seemed to be more angry with Lily than she was with Freddie. Maybe she just expected it of Freddie. Also, as well, whilst we're on this story, um, there's too many comments to go into, but Pete Ransom posted a post that I've put on the main page that starts with the, starts with the sentence, Harrison is such a dick. Go and have a look at it. It's, um, you know, has has Harrison overreacted? We also talked about after Roy being like a puppy dog humping someone's leg as he was saying goodbye to um, Lexi. You know, will Lexi come back? Cast your votes now. Um, it was about evenly split, to be honest with you. I think some people thought she isn't come back. Some people thought um, she was. Joe Andrews says, yes, and she'll come back with her daughters and mother, all squashed in with Roy. Adam will be thrilled that she's bought three in three extra pickers. And the oldest will be Josh's new love interest. Um, oh, maybe. Um, also, Martin van der Hoevel said... Roy shouting, I love you, Lexi, in the departure lounge was so OTT that he believes that the script writer wants us to believe that she's not coming back. Has anyone ever heard someone shouting that in an airport or a railway station? Yes. Wow. Congratulations, says Martin. That means you were actually in Soapland. Uh, Victoria Clark and a couple of other people mentioned this as well. Oh, she'll be back. Pregnant. And won't be sure if it's Roy's or a one-night stand back home. Oh, I'm not sure Lexi would do that, would she? I don't know. Maybe. Mm, it'd certainly spice things up a little bit, wouldn't it? Um, and Roy would be extra annoying. We also had a thread uh, on uh, our very own Witherspoon posted. Jazza can be such a jerk sometimes. Um, ben Johnson replied uh, almost immediately, said, yeah, but he's our jerk. <laughs> um, and Phil Part said, oh, no, he isn't. There are bigger knobs in Ambridge. <laughs> but Anne Lydon said he's not very good at reading social cues. Um, yeah, actually, ja that's not one of Jazza's... Um, um, it's not one of Jazz's kind of um, strong points, is it? Now, we also had a thread where I said, prediction time, what will Ambridge be like in a year's time? Um, and we had some brilliant one. Uh, Sally Ann Newey said, Emma and Hannah's feud consumes the whole village after a shootout between the two, and the bunting is found, and so is a child actor with a Midl West Midlands accent. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> I like that last bit as well. Um, but however, there is one that I'm going to read out in full. It's quite long, but Mark Catchpole, your rather dystopian view of Ambridge this time next year was just brilliant. Mark wrote, everyone's gone. The village is empty. Tumbleweed blows down the road by the bull, which is all boarded up. The farm equ equipment is still and rusting. The fields filled with solar panels. The only sound is a slight sniffing, then a cry, Monty, Monty, no! She has outlasted them all. The Aldridges have retired to Provence, the Grundys rehoused to Hastings, the Brookfield archers now run a croft in the Highlands, Kenton and Jolene went bust trying to keep the pub going in the face of rising rents and property rents. Um, Harrison got promoted sergeant, 
but with um, with a move to Yorkshire, so then pregnant Fallon had to follow, shutting up the tea rooms as the fashion for shabby chic upcycling ran its course. Kate's yurts were relocated to Kent, and she was joined by Toby so he could be on the south coast close to his ex in Brighton. And Pip and Rex, yes, they got together, but moved to New Zealand where they run a surf shack on North Island with a few cows out the back for old time's <laughs> sake. Now, that's what you call a Facebook comment. Uh, so, well done, Mark, there. Um, okay, that's it. There's so much more. Go and have a look at last week's Facebook post because there's so many comments. Go and have a look. Let's see what this week brings. Okay, that's the social media. Uh, social media up. Social media roundup, I meant to say. Um, so, bye. I'll see bye. you next week. Bye. Thanks, like Yogle Bear. More of it like next week. Yeah. Social media. Call it social media. Yeah. Hmm. We will. Yeah. From now on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lucy, speaking of social yeah. media, would you like to hit us with some tweets of the week? Righto. Um, buggy Swires. I'm sorry, but Freddie really did hit every branch on the way down as he fell out of the stupid tree. <laughs> <laughs> Um, pie and a pint. I'm pretty sure the Pargeter family barrister will be able to find the odd flaw in an arrest by a pissed PC wearing a Union Jack dress. Yes. Uh, Miranda. Plan B for Adam and Ian. A Tamagotchi. (laughs) (laughs) It could still happen naturally. Don't be pessimistic. Matt Underwood. Freddie. I've got to stay with Auntie Shula. Can't I stay in prison? (laughs) (laughs) I'd much rather do that myself, I have to say. And Smith Peter Scott, I am really not looking forward to the unruly omnibus Twitter crowd when they hear Ian is packing fudge. (laughs) 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 Of all the things they could have given him to... Oh, never mind. (sighs) Absolute disgrace. (laughs) Absolute disgrace. Well, remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. If you enjoy Dumpty Dum and want us to keep doing it, which I'm sure you do, please go to Patreon and become a subscriber. It's around £2 a week. All the details are at www.patreon.com. Your subscription pays for the cost of the equipment we need to do the podcast. It also means that you get access to lots of extra content, like Royfield's excellent interview the other week with Uncle God Kerry. We do notice who subscribes. And you do get a mention. And we are genuinely grateful, yes, aren't we, we Lucy? Are. Really, really are. See? That's 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 genuine gratefulness. <laughs> well, you can find Royfield. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I haven't sworn for about three episodes. <laughs> but you're enough to make a you're enough to make a parson swear, as my mother used to say. <laughs> you can find Royfield and Lucy at Dumpty Dum. And Lucy is at, at Lucy B. Freeman. I can be found at Naked Fingers. And that's about it. Thank you very much for listening. It was good fun this yeah. week, wasn't it, Lucy? Yes. Right. I'm going to leave us on on a, a boom note. Oh. There you go. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.